First guy I thought of when I heard this news. Of course, I talked to you and Charles and Kenny later that afternoon. But then I saw that you had gotten a text from Kobe that morning. Sharif had gotten. How do you? How have you been over the last 48 hours?
1996, our next speaker faced an 18-year-old Kobe Bryant on the court for the first time midway through the game. While playing, Kobe asked him for tips on his jump shot. Kobe scored 33 points that game against his boyhood idol. Michael scored 36 and won the game too. Please welcome Michael Jordan.
I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big fella I could be. To do that, you have to put up with the aggravation, the late night His attitude to compete, to play against someone he felt like he could get the answer. To me, that's what I love about him. Absolutely love about him. No matter where he saw me, it was a challenge. 
can't wait to get home to become a girl dad and to hug them and to see the love that they, the smiles that they bring to us as parents. He taught me that just by looking at this thing, looking at how he responded and reacted with the people that he had
One year ago today, January 26, 2020, the world, man, this is unreal still, but the world took a very, very big hit, especially in the sports world, with the death of Kobe Bryant, and his daughter Gianna and several others. What you just heard is you heard from Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, LeBron James on how Kobe Bryant meant to them and what he meant to them and how his death impacted them. Not only did it impact them, but it impacted the world. It impacted me also, too. And I'm just gonna be very, very honest, you know. I, I used to loathe Kobe as a player. I used to loathe him, you know, because people would try to compare him to Michael Jordan. And, you know, I'm 37 years old, getting ready to turn 38. And I watched players like Dr. J, Larry Bird, Dominique Wilkins, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Charles Barkley, 
Michael Jordan. That's how I fell in the game, love with the game of basketball. And I really fell in love with the game of basketball with Michael Jordan because you got this guy who could fly in the air, tongue out, swagger, hitting game-winning shots and everything else. And I've watched Michael Jordan beat legends. Such as the New York Knicks with Patrick Ewing. Such as Magic Johnson and the Lakers. Clyde Drexler and the Portland Trailblazers. Charles Berkeley with the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, Seattle Supersonics, you name it. I watched Michael Jordan beat legends. And have fun with it because of the determination and heart that he had. He wanted to win. So to me, he's the greatest basketball player to ever play. Ever. And people say, would there be anyone like him? Well, there was. Kobe Bean Bryant was the second coming of Michael Jordan. And watching him play, you, you know, hitting the game with his shots, you know, scoring, you know, at will. 81 points in one game, which is the second most points ever scored in a game by a player next to Wilt Chamberlain's 100. I watched this man win five championships. The same way I watched Jordan win six. But the difference, there's no difference between these two when it comes to determining the win. The problem was they had to learn how to win. Jordan couldn't get to where he was at without having to go through teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the Detroit Pistons. Kobe couldn't get to where he was without having to go through teams like the Utah Jazz and San Antonio Spurs. They had to learn how to win and Phil Jackson taught them how to win. And when Phil Jackson put the triangle system in to basically center the game around them, they were able to be the dominant players that they were. To have that Hall of Fame resume, to have that championship pedigree, to be known as legends. When Kobe retired, I mean, I've never seen anybody do this. Kobe dropped 60 points in his last game. 60. And it was amazing to watch. But to sit and watch this man go into other ventures, such as in Hollywood, um, open up the Mamba Academy, coaching women, coaching young women to play basketball, and not only coaching young women, but also teaching other you know, kids to play basketball. Inspiring players like a Kyrie Irving um, and others to be great. But the thing with Kobe was this. He had a mentality like no other. It was known as the Mamba Mentality. And they called him the Black Mamba because, you know, everybody knows that the, the, the Black Mamba 
It's like one of the world's most deadliest animals in the world. And when he was on that court, he struck fear in you. You didn't know that he was going to score 50 on you or not, but he struck fear in his opponents. And one thing that he did was he taught his daughter, Gianna, the game of basketball. And she fell in love with it. There's an, was an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, and he was talking about how he and Gianna would you know, go to the movies and people would come up to him and like, hey, who's going to be the next you? And Gianna was like, oi, me. She would point to the person like, it's going to be me. So when we lost Kobe, we lost Gianna. We, we lost another great player. And don't get me wrong with the females, there have been a lot of great female athletes in the last 30 years, such as a Serena Williams, a Candace Parker, Cynthia Cooper, uh, Sue Bird, Lauren Jackson, Brianna Stewart, you, list goes on and on, Brittany Griner, the list goes on and on. Oh, it's Simone Biles. I mean, think about it. This young girl was 12 years old. And she was going to change the game of women's basketball. And that's because she had her dad teaching her the game. And having that mentality to win. That ambition to succeed. I'm going to read you a quote from Kobe Bryant. And it's very inspirational to those because Kobe was very inspiring. And then if I read everyone, I want everyone to go get this book, Mamba Mentality. It's a very good book. I read the book and got inspired. But I want to read this to you guys. And I want you guys to listen. And I'm going to tell you how this book inspired me to be the comedian that I am the promoter that I am, you know, the podcaster, but it also taught me how to be a better brother, a better son, a better uncle, a better person. So I want you to read this. Listen also. Learn to love the hate. Embrace it. Enjoy it. You earned it. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and everyone should have one about you. Haters are a good problem to have. Nobody hates the good ones. They hate the great ones. It's Kobe Bryant. And that right there made me give him his due respect. And I gave him that respect because of that. And after reading that book, very good book after reading that book that inspired me to do more it inspired me to not only help fellow comedians but also help music artists help people that are just like you that want to succeed in life and be great at anything that they want to do here's another thing I want to 
read from Kobe Bryant before we take a break. It's a constant quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday and a better tomorrow than you were the day before. So what I want to tell everybody is this. No matter what you're going through, no matter how life knocks you down, no matter how rough it is, it's only temporary. You get back up and you continue to fight. You continue to will yourself to succeed because you will succeed. And that's what Kobe did. After you no know, the Shaq and Kobe era, Shaq was traded to Miami where he did eventually win another ring with Miami. There were some dark days in LA. Stephen A. Smith has pointed it out that he actually did go on the Stephen A. Smith show and said, I'd rather play on Pluto than play with the Los Angeles Lakers. It is actually true. He did say that. But then he won two, champ two more championships and he willed himself to win those championships. He was in three straight NBA Finals, lost to Boston in 2008, won against Orlando, and beat Boston, and he stated that him beating Boston in 2010 was the greatest championship he enjoyed the most. And if you grew up in the era, and you know the trilogy of the two most storied franchise, franchises in sports history, the, the greatest rivalry in sports today, the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, which, by the way, those two teams do play this Saturday on ABC. Do check it out. I have never, I mean, that's how I grew up watching basketball to understand it was the Lakers and Celtics rivalry. And I understand the entire story of that. And that was through the Magic and Bird era. I had to learn the era between them with Wilt, West, Baylor, Kuzi. Russell Havlicek. I had to learn that once it, that 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 trilogy to where it made the NBA where it's at now. So do your history on that one. Check your history on that. But that man won an Academy Award. He was a great storyteller. But also, he was an inspiring human being. And one year later, as we are in a transition of power with a new president, we're fighting a global pandemic, racial equality, and everything else. On a day like this, you sit back and reflect and you think about all of that and you think about what happened last year and had things changed, what would Kobe say? What would Kobe do? I know what he would have done. 
He would inspire us to change. He would inspire us to lean on one another, love one another, respect one another. We're gonna take a quick break here on the Petty Murky Project. Mamba forever. Hey everybody, this is the Petty Murky Project here. I'm Petty Murky, your host. But you guys know that, hey, if you want to do a podcast, you want to refresh your views and everything, whatever you do, hey, use Anchor. Anchor is uh, one of the best uh, products you can use for your uh, podcast. And it also gives you sponsorships also to the way you get paid for every listen across any episode. So, don't forget, man, if you want to use a podcast, go to Anchor, man. Just go to anchor.com, sign up, get your podcast started. I'm Petty Murphy, and I Hey ladies, if you're looking for somebody that can help you out with your makeup with bridal beauty, editorial, special effects with your makeup, please do me a favor. Go to Hot Mess Artistry and Training here in Kansas City. Um, you can contact Shannon at 913-337-6301 or email her at hotvibe at gmail.com. She will help you out with all of your makeup needs, whether it's for a bridal, a recital, or anything that you need with your makeup. So please do me a favor, contact Hot Mess Artistry and Training at 913-337-6301. I'm Petty Murphy and I approve this message. Hey, this is Petty Murphy letting you guys know that if you are suffering from light ailments such as back pain, knee pain, headaches, anxiety, whatever, and you use Kratom and Delta 8 products, go to iebotanicals.com where right now they have a special for veterans and new customers at 20% off. So go to iebotanicals.com and get your Kratom and Delta 8 products. I'm Petty Murphy and I approve this message.
spirit that he had. back here on the Petty Murphy Project. Um, you know, we are reflecting on the one-year anniversary of the passing of Kobe and Gianna Bryant and several and others last year on this date. Um, you heard some very powerful memories and messages from players like Reggie Miller, Dwayne Wade, Gina Ariyama, Brianna Stewart, Diana Taurasi, but what you heard, the two that stuck out, Jerry West, who was the GM of the Lakers at the time that drafted Kobe Bryant and brought Shaquille O'Neal to the Los Angeles Lakers, which pretty much built the Lakers dynasty at that time, and Al Duncan of ESPN. This man had an impact, just not in the world of sports, but in life in general. This man was, this man was an inspiration. And when I say he's an inspiration, he inspires others to do great. 
I mean, he inspires me to do great. He inspires me to give back, teach others on how to do things, how to be successful, how to ask, know how to be great. Pretty much Kobe Bryant had that dare to be great mentality. And that is what makes this so hard today of all days, especially last year, to, you know, even talk about this. I mean, this, 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 this hurts right now. And, you know, um, you ask yourself, you know, is there anybody going to be as great as this man? And yes, there is. As a matter of fact, it's LeBron James. And it's not just LeBron James, it's also Patrick Mahomes. You know, it, it's players like that that inspire you to be great. And don't let you give up. And before we end the Petty Murphy Project, I'm going to read you some quotes from Kobe Bryant. And I want everybody to understand where I'm getting my mentality from. And here are Kobe's top 10 rules. Number 10, learn storytelling. Number nine, believe in your team. Number eight, be ambitious. Number seven, practice mindfulness. Number six, learn from wins and losses. Number five, learn from greatness. Number four, execute what you practice. Number three, work on your weaknesses. Number two, prove them wrong. And Number one, get better every single day. So for those who are listening, and for those who have a dream in anything that they want to do, I highly suggest, I highly suggest you have the Mamba mentality when doing that. I highly suggest you listen to what Kobe Bryant said. I want you to understand who Kobe Bryant was. And I want you to adapt that Mamba mentality every single day, whether you're having a good day or a bad day. Just know that you are destined for greatness. And that you can overcome anything as long as you have the Mamba mentality. I'm going to read one more quote. And when we, before this ends, I'm going to play Vanessa Bryant's tribute to her husband and to her daughter and I'm going to play Kobe Bryant's 
final speech after he scores 60 in his final game in April of 2016. So with this final quote, and we're going to go into there. Here's this quote. Those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired. You don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. And trust me, there are days where I feel that way. You guys know I've been doing comedy for 12 years. I've been promoting shows the last four years. I am trying to finish a movie based off my career. And it's been rough. And it's been hard. But I've never quit. And I never gave up. And I always point back to that book by Kobe Bryant. I always point back to the Mamba Mentality book. Which I want you guys to go out and find that book. And here's where you can find that book. Hold on real quick. I want you to go get that book. Really, I really do. I really want you to get that book. I want you to read that book. That book is a good read. And it's known as The Mamba Mentality, How I Play, with an introduction by Phil Jackson. You find it on where books are sold, even on Amazon.com. Please, people, get that book. Read that book. Be inspired by that book. Because if once you read that book, I guarantee you everything that you read about this man, about this player, about this humanitarian, about this husband, about this father, about a warrior. It's going to inspire you. It's going to change your life. Now, we will have another episode of the Petty Murphy Project later on tonight. But before we go, I want everyone to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Petty Murphy Project this morning. Use this today, the ball days, as your motivation. Just not only for today, but for the rest of your life. As today is not promised, as tomorrow isn't either. So make sure that you tell your loved ones that you love them. Because you may never know when you'll get that chance again. Because we do not know when God's going to call us home. So, I leave you here on the Penny Murphy Project with a tribute from Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, and Gianna's mother, and... Kobe Bryant's speech at the end of his last game of April 2016. And until then, I'm Kobe, I'm, excuse me, uh, I mean, yes, I am Kobe, and I have the Mamba mentality, but I'm Petty Murphy, and you have been listening to the Petty Murphy Project here on all platforms. So I'm going to play this right here. 
You guys have yourself a good day. I'll see you guys later on tonight on the Petty Murphy Project. Thank you all so much for being here. for all your prayers. I'd like to talk about Kobe and Gigi. But I'll start with my baby girl first. My baby girl. Donna Bryant is an amazingly sweet gentle soul. She was always thoughtful. She always kissed me goodnight and kissed me good morning. There were a few occasions where I was absolutely tired from being up with Bianca at Crave, and I thought she had left school without saying goodbye. I text and say, no kiss, and Gianna would reply with, Mama, I kissed you. You were asleep, and I didn't want to wake you. She knew how much her morning and evening kisses meant to me. She was so thoughtful to remember to kiss me every day. She was daddy's girl, but I know she loved her mama. She would always tell me and show me how much she loved me. She was one of my very best friends. She loved to bake. She loved putting a smile on everyone's face. Last August, she made a beautiful birthday cake for her daddy. It had fondant, it looked like it had blue agate crystals. Kobe's birthday cake looked like it was professionally decorated. She made the best chocolate chip cookies. She loved watching cooking shows and cupcake wars with me. And she loved watching Survivor and NBA games on TV with her daddy. She also loved watching Disney movies with her sisters. Gigi was very competitive like her daddy, but Gianna 
we always said she was me. She had my fire, my personality, and sarcasm. She was tender and loving on the inside. She had the best laugh. It was infectious. It was pure and genuine. Kobe and Gianna naturally gravitated towards each other. She had Kobe's ability to listen to a song and have all the lyrics memorized after listening to the song a couple of times. It was their secret talent. She was an incredible athlete. She was great at gymnastics, soccer, softball, dance, and basketball. She was an incredible dancer too. She loved to swim, dance, do cartwheels, and jumps into our swimming pool. Gigi loved her was confident, but not in an arrogant way. She loved helping and teaching other people things. At school, she offered the boys basketball coaches to help give the boys basketball team some pointers. Like the triangle offense. She was very much like her daddy, and that they both liked helping people learn new things and master them. They were great teachers. Gigi was very sweet. She always made sure everyone was okay. She was our shepherd. She always kept our family together. She loved family traditions. Family movie night and game night on vacations were important to her. She always looked out for everyone. She was very much in tune with our feelings. She wanted the best for us. Gianna was smart. She knew how to read, speak, and write Mandarin. She knew Spanish. She had great grades and kept them up, all while becoming an incredible basketball player. She was president of School Spirit on student council. She was director's assistant for her school play, just like her big sister. She was looking forward to graduating eighth grade and moving on to high school with her big sister, Natalia. I'm so happy she was given the opportunity to know that she was accepted to the same high school. She was really happy. Gianna made us all proud, and she still does. Gianna never tried to conform. She was always herself. She was a nice person, a leader, a teacher, wearing a white tee, black leggings, a denim jacket, white high-top converse, and a flannel tied around her waist with straight hair was her go-to style. She has so much swag and rhythm ever since she was a baby. She gave the best hugs and the best kisses. She had gorgeous soft lips like her daddy. She would hug me and hold me so tight. I could feel her love me. I loved the way she looked up at me while hugging me. It was as if she was soaking me all in. We loved each other so much. I miss her so much. She was so energetic. I couldn't keep up with her energy. She laughed Natalia and I on a track once. She was about six years old. <laughs> we let her have a head start. <laughs> she still nested us. <clears throat> I miss her sweet kisses. I miss her cleverness. I miss her sarcasm, her wit, and that adorable sly side smile followed with a grin and a burst of laughter. We shared the same Brightened up my day every day.
Jane helped carry the Littles diaper bag or played with them. She liked helping me with Bianca and Capri. Bianca loved going to the playground, swimming and jumping on the trampoline with Gigi. I used to tell Gigi that I thought Coco considered her her favorite sister. Capri would smile from ear to ear when Gigi walked into the room. And Capri reminds me a lot of Gianna. They look alike and just smile with their whole face. Pure joy. We will not be able to see Gigi go to high school with Natalia and ask her how her day went. We didn't get the chance to teach her how to drive a car. Pizza, 
Luna, his queen mama, mamba, and his niski, maniski, babuliski. I couldn't see him as a celebrity, nor just an incredible basketball player. He was my sweet husband and the beautiful father of our children. He was mine. He was my everything. Kobe and I have been together since I was 17 and a half years old. First girlfriend, his first love, his wife, his best friend, his confidant, and his protector. He was the most amazing husband. Kobe loved me more than I could ever express or put into words. He was the early bird, and I was the night owl. I was fire, and he was ice, vice versa at times. We balanced each other out. He would do anything no idea how I deserved a man that loved and wanted me more than Kobe. He was charismatic, a gentleman. He was loving, adoring, and romantic. He was truly the romantic one in our relationship and looked forward to Valentine's Day and our anniversaries every year. He planned special anniversary trips and a special traditional gift for every year of our marriage. He even handmade my most treasured gifts. He just thought outside the box and was so thoughtful, even while working hard to be the best athlete. He gifted me the actual notebook and the blue dress Rachel McAdams wore in the notebook movie. When I asked him why he chose the blue dress, he said it was because it's a scene when Allie comes back to Noah. We had hoped to grow old together like the movie. We really had an amazing love story. We loved each other with our whole beings. Two perfectly imperfect people making a beautiful family and raising our sweet and amazing girls. A couple weeks before they passed, Kobe sent me a sweet text and mentioned how he wanted to spend time together. Just the two of us without our kids because I'm his best friend first. We never got the chance to do it. We were busy taking care of our girls and just doing our regular, everyday responsibilities. But I'm thankful I have that recent text. It means so much to me. Kobe wanted us to renew our vows. He wanted Natalia to take over his company, and he wanted to travel the world together. We had always talked about how we'd be the fun grandparents to our daughter's children. We would have been the coolest grandpa. Kobe was the MVP of Girl Dads, or MVD. He never left the toilet seat up. He always told the girls how beautiful and smart they are. He taught them how to be brave and how to keep pushing forward Kobe retired from the NBA, he took over dropping off and picking up our girls from school since I was at home pregnant with Bianca and just recently home nursing Capri. When Kobe was still playing, I used to show up an hour early to be the first in line to pick up Natalia and Gianna from school, and I told him he couldn't drop the ball once he took over. He was late one time, and we most definitely let him know that I was never late. So we showed up one hour and 20 minutes early 
improvement and wanted to do better. He happily did carpool and enjoyed spending time in the car with our girls. He was a doting father, a father that was hands-on and present. He helped me bathe Bianca and Capri almost every night. He would sing them silly songs in the shower and continue making them laugh and smile as he lathered them in lotion and got them ready for bed. He had magic arms that could put Capri to sleep in only a few minutes. He said he had it down to a science, eight times up and down our hallway. He loved taking Bianca to Fashion Island and watch her play in the Koi Pond area and loved taking her to the park. Their most recent visit to the Koi Pond was the evening before he and Gigi passed. He shared a love of movies and the breakdown of films with Natalia. He enjoyed renting out theaters and taking Natalia to watch the newest Star Wars movie or Harry Potter films. And they would have movie marathons and he enjoyed every second of them. He loved her tip typical tear jerkers too. He liked watching Stepmom, Steel Magnolias, and Little Women. He had a tender heart. Kobe somehow knew where I was at all times, specifically when I was late to his games. He would worry about me if I wasn't in my seat at the start of, the, of each game and would ask security where I was at the first timeout of the first quarter. My smart ass would tell him that he wasn't going to drop 81 points within the first 10 minutes of the game. I think anyone with kids understands that sometimes you can't make it out the door on time. And eventually he was used to my tardiness and balled out. The fact that he could play on an intense professional level and still be concerned by making sure we made it to the game safely was just another example family came first to him. He loved being Gianna's basketball coach. He told me he wished he would have convinced Natalia to play basketball so that they could have spent even more time together. But he also wanted her to pursue her own passion. He watched Natalia play in a volleyball tournament on her birthday on January 19th. And he noticed how she's a very intelligent player. He was convinced she would have made a great point guard with her vision of the and he told me that he wanted Bianca and Capri to take up basketball when they get older so he could spend just as much time with them as he did with Gigi. And Kobe always told Bianca and Capri that they were going to grow up, play basketball, mix their ass up. Now they won't have their daddy and sister here to teach them, and that is truly a loss I do not understand. And I'm so thankful Kobe heard Coco say, going to be here to drop Bianca and Capri off at pre-K or kindergarten. He isn't going to be here to tell me to get a grip bee when we have to leave the kindergarten classroom or show up to our daughter's doctor's visits for my own moral support. He isn't going to be able to walk our girls down the aisle or spin me around on the dance floor while singing PYT to me. But I want my daughters to know and remember the amazing person, husband, and father he to be better and keep them from making his own mistakes. He always liked working and doing projects to improve kids' lives. He taught us all valuable lessons about life and sports through his MBA career, his books, his show Detail, and his Punies podcast series were 
thankful he left those lessons and stories behind for us. He was thoughtful and wrote the best love letters and cards. Gigi had his wonderful ability to express her feelings into paper and make you feel her love through her words. She was thoughtful like him. They were so easy to love. Everyone naturally gravitated towards them. They were funny, happy, silly, and they loved life. They were so full of joy and adventure. God knew they couldn't be on this earth without each other. I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. Man, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stayed together throughout.
You guys will always be in my heart. And uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spend in the gym working and training, Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And, uh, what can I say? Mamba out.